Welcome to EduCash, a podcast for career educational navigation geared towards education majors and newly hired teachers, featuring topics and information that can help you in the beginning stages of your career. Things our hosts Chris Reed and John Ballard wish somebody would have told them at the start of their career. And now, a common sense approach to an ever-changing educational world. It's the EduCash Podcast. Hello, everybody. It's Chris Reed, and I'm back with John Ballard. John, how you doing, buddy? Doing great. It's good to be back. It is. It's always good to be back talking about education, helping out new teachers and uh, teachers that are currently just been hired and aspiring teachers. And we're going to talk a little bit tonight about careers in education and some of the different paths that uh, teachers might want to take to, uh, you know, move, uh, I guess, I don't know if you want to say up or not, but pay scale may be up, but we're going to talk about different areas and avenues that uh, teachers can take and, uh, I'll open up with this. It's it's very noble for a person to go into teaching and teach all the way to the end of the retirement, and uh, that happens a lot. And sometimes you get opportunities that come your way that that you want to uh, take, and sometimes those are planned, sometimes not. But uh, you know, I think there's a lot to talk about to uh, at least lay out on the table some of the options for some of these uh, new teachers and aspiring teachers. Absolutely, and you know, it's never too early to start thinking about the future and. Um, you know, a lot of people might say, well, why would you talk about uh, future jobs uh, when they're just starting out? But uh, we know that in many cases, you know, there is a requirement to uh, get an advanced degree, whether it be a master's degree or whatever. And and oftentimes people do that right out of the gate. You know, they don't have a family yet, maybe, or it's a more opportune time to to take those classes. So it's important to, uh, to plan ahead and look ahead. And, uh, you know, as you say, there's, I know many and many of, of educators who are lifelong teachers and love being in the classroom and, and that's all they've ever wanted to do. But, uh, uh, it's still important to have other options. But even those folks that go ahead and get those degrees that add to your yearly salary are teaching for probably if they, get a master's or rank one or two certifications above 60 hours above. It depends on however the states break it down. They're going to make probably eight to 10,000 more dollars doing the exact same job at the end of their career that they're doing, you know, they would do. So it makes a lot of sense to get this and, and move this way, even if you choose not to use whatever degree that you've chosen. to. Right. That's right. And even though, uh, you know, there, there is a financial benefit to it. There's also the, the benefit of, you know, that extra knowledge and learning, whether, you know, you take classes in leadership or take classes in curriculum in a, in an advanced, uh, degree, those, those, are definitely going to help you on down the line as well. Being a lifelong learner is important. And, you know, these, the classes that you're going to have to take, they're never uh, going to be cheaper than they are right now because, as we all know, you know, those prices just seem to keep going up as everything else does. So, uh, and like you said earlier, one thing that to consider when you're doing that is sometimes early in your career is the best time as far as family goes, you know, for a lot of folks. And that's not always the case, you know, but uh, sometimes it seems that that, to get started quick is, is a good plan. So, and I would say that's a good place to start today. You know, you've got to, number one, uh, know what advanced degree or what advanced certification is required in your state. And two, make sure that you know exactly who the certifying agency is in that state. For example, in Kentucky, it is the Education Professional Standards Board. Yes. And to explore those websites and to see what classes or, or more importantly, what degrees are or certifications are 
required for different positions throughout the district, you know, whether it be a school level administrative position or a district level position, there are different requirements. And, uh, and once you know that, what the requirements are, then you can get with different institutions of higher education to determine what route you would like to go. That's right. And a lot of the, you know, and one thing that's positive, I think now that helps out these young teachers that, that you and I did not have the option of a lot of these programs are online. So you can take those classes and, and kind of uh, stay home a little more than we did. I think we kind of had to get in a car and drive uh, every week, and uh, you don't have to do that anymore. So that, that helps out, too, once you figure out, you know, what you want to do and what's available to you and what's going to bring you, uh, you know, not only the – you do want to notice your financial gain. Does it, is this program going to be – does it fit my state's uh, regulations for – pay advancement, you know, that, that's something to look at. It's not necessarily all you want to look at, but if you're going to take those hours, I think that's something you want to consider. But, you know, no better time like the present to get started. So let's talk a little bit about some some different roles uh, that folks uh, may want to pursue and starting with uh, maybe some different roles other than a teacher at, uh, at the school level. What are some of those that uh, uh, you've seen? Well, I think a lot of, a lot of elementary teachers teachers and and middle and high too i mean but a, a lot of the i teach a class for elementary uh teachers and i get a lot of questions about what does it take to be a counselor and i know there's every there's counselors at every school and everybody wants to see that but i get a lot of questions about that uh that's something that i think a lot of people are interested in i think uh with all of the you know mental health issues that have been brought to light and moving forward what counselors actually do and uh, you know, the counselors will tell you sometimes they don't have enough time to counsel. But uh, that, that's one role that's big. I think that's something that a lot of people consider based on the questions that I've, I've gotten, uh, I get over the years. Well, and and like you said, the role of the counselor can vary uh, a great deal from district to district or even school to school, you know. And it's uh, more and more uh, there are going to be more requirements for counselors to uh, perform mental health type counseling. Uh, but that also brings up that uh, more and more schools are going to be looking to find mental health counselors in the school. Right, so, right. you know, even maybe uh, uh, not having a, a teaching certification, uh, there are opportunities there in the mental health field as well. Right. I think we all know that uh, COVID has brought on some uh, funding uh, for schools. So a lot of these things and you know, hopefully this is not something that drags out 10 years, but who knows what's going to happen with this, where we're going. So there's, you know, right now there's some money for these other types of positions to pop up and, and do some of that type of counseling. So, you know, if you are new to teaching, you may be able to stay in the classroom, but still to have another role in that area, possibly depending on what's going on. Right. And we know that, uh, you know, a, a counseling uh, role and typically those certifications are K through 12. Right. But we know that the counseling role at the high school looks a lot different than it does at an elementary. You know, our high school counselors are typically involved a lot in scholarship opportunities right. and scheduling and, and, and those and sorts of right. ACT testing, a lot of that sort of thing. And uh, hopefully more and more they're going to get into the actual counseling and helping with uh, mental health issues. Uh, but but as I said, a lot of schools are looking to find mental health counselors certified in that uh, to bring on board. Right, and and another thing that pops up, I think next that I think is something that's really got on the forefront is these behavior interventionists or behavior. You know, a lot of uh, 
programs are designed towards that. A lot of schools are putting these people in place, and that's something that, uh, you know, not everybody wants to be a principal. Not everybody wants to do that, but there are things that you can do that would assist both the administration and help the current staff that's teaching. So you kind of be in the middle there doing some things to help with uh, behavior and, uh, you know, reading interventionists with academics. It's just that there's a middle area there that has a lot of uh, – opportunities right now that, that folks can move into as well. That's right. And a lot of those duties are, are in some instances, um, you know, maintained by the, uh, what would be called an assistant principal. Right. But, but there are some people that don't want to go down that certification route. And like you said, they have behavior interventionist and there are uh, course coursework that you can pursue. Right. To, uh, so again, it's important to know in your district, what positions there are, because that can vary a great deal from district to district, just what the positions are called and what the requirements are. So if you have strengths in particular areas, then uh, make sure you understand what is available. And, and, and when we're still talking about school level positions, you know, a lot of folks, a lot of our, our better teachers are, are very good in, in curriculum and pedagogy right. and delivery methods. And sometimes uh, principals want those to uh, to be able to share with, with the colleagues and put them in more of a teacher-leader type right. role. So those, those curriculum and instruction positions are available as well. You know, and I want to say this while we're on here. Great teachers, teachers that come in, work hard, do a great job, those are the ones that have these opportunities. And if you are teaching and working hard and your principal saying things to you like, hey, you know, I've noticed your leadership doing a good job, you know, you know, those are, that. that's, you know, so sometimes I feel like some people get into education and go, hey, I want to be a principal. And I'm on day two, everybody in the school knows you got here, you're here to be a principal. And that, that may or may not work out for people. I, I've always told my students, you'd be a great teacher first and these opportunities will open up for you. Right. And you're right, exactly right about that. In fact, uh, you know, through our leadership coaching program that we're in right now, I talked to uh, uh, one of um, my mentees today uh, who happens to be a, a new first-year assistant principal at a high school, and I was asking him about his position before, and he was the high school physics and chemistry teacher. And I said, well, you must be a, a wonderful teacher and a, and a wonderful candidate because they probably can't find anybody to replace no, you in the no, classroom. When he came so, out, that room is vacant. That's right. But <laughs> so, uh, he said they were fortunate, though, in this case. But and, uh, and that goes to show you right there. So, you know, I think I think by getting in and having a good work ethic and doing what's right for your students, those opportunities will open up for you. So let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, what if we do want to be assistant principal or a principal or the leader of the school. Right. There are many people who are – uh, kind of natural born leaders, you might say, and uh, pursuing that is is an option. I'm not saying that me or you, either one, were natural born leaders, but uh, I know after 10 years of uh, being in a high school math classroom, it wasn't that I I disliked that, but I was ready for a change. I was right. ready to do something else and felt like that uh, moving into a leadership position was going to be my uh, next move. So I, you know, I sought out throughout the state and that's another thing is make sure you understand uh, you know those posting of job requirements in your state most most school districts are required to post their jobs statewide and I say that so that you can find that and see exactly what are the positions you know in this state that are are in need so to speak and uh, and where are they geographically sometimes, you know, right. if you're willing to move. And that's what I had to do originally is right. I moved to, you know, another county where the opportunity existed. I ended up 
was able to move back eventually. But uh, right. uh, once I wanted to get my foot in the door administratively, uh, you know, that's what I did was pursue an assistant principal job first. You know, and typically your state Department of Education will have that listed somewhere. You can find that and it'll have it categorized for your state and how the uh, the positions are available. And then you can even sometimes search by counties or areas or however your state breaks it down. But it should be there for you uh, one way or the other to, to pursue those those positions and know, you know, what you want to do. But I noticed, too, when I talk to my students, my college students, I'll talk to them about this. We have a night that we go over this. And uh, I bet 95% of them give me the old, oh, I never want to be a principal. I never want to do that, you know. And, and it goes with what you said. You, you say that now, and I understand you saying that now, but go ahead and get those degrees and those certifications so that if that opportunity does arise, you can take it if you feel like it's that time for you. And if not, you're still making that gain in your salary at the same time, if that's the way your state's laid out. So, you know, I think those things are important to do. And then if you use it, fine. If you don't, don't. But I think the worst thing can happen is you change your mind, want to be a principal, and a job come open, and you don't, you're not certified to take it. You're absolutely right. And, you know, I can tell you for myself, when I first went into – uh, teaching high school math and coaching that my, my goal was to be become a hall of fame uh, basketball coach you know it probably would have been if i'd stayed with it but i thought you were gonna be a hall so of fame nba player well, uh, if that was uh they didn't have a three-point line when i played oh, or else that's what still was. Be i knew there was something but anyway we digress for yeah, a moment okay. but uh uh but but when I, through the course of me taking administrative classes and I started understanding what the role of the administrator was and how effective they could be on a larger scale, then I became more and more interested in pursuing that. And so uh, eventually uh, that's what I did. You know, and I think a lot of people don't understand if you're doing a great job and you're, you're in the school and you're, you're being a part of the school, serving on councils and, and doing those things that you do, and, you have your own ideas, and after a while, you start feeling comfortable in your own skin to say, you know, maybe I could make some decisions that would benefit down the road. You know, I'm not not ready to be a principal, but if something comes open, I wouldn't mind a leadership job. It just kind of happens to you. You know, I think some people think that would never happen, but it does happen, and you having that certification is very important, uh, you know, just for your own career, in my opinion. Right, and, and you know, I would I would also say, you know, don't be afraid to make that leap. You know, even if it's uh, something like you and I both have done, you know, had a background in high school, but end up being an elementary principal at some point, then, you know, it's like I've said before, that life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And, uh, you know, you got to be willing, uh, as you and I have done, to to jump in there, even though, you know, I had no background as, uh, you know, originally a middle school, uh, what I became a middle school vice principal, and then after that, a, a... elementary principal and I had no experience in elementary but you know sometimes leadership can you know is is universal in some instances there are things you can learn and I did have some deficiencies not having that elementary background Uh, but don't be afraid to uh, you know to jump in and learn and and uh, because it's not impossible to do and and it's a lifelong thing I mean here I am at the end of my career and I've never been an elementary principal and I have been for the last three years and you're right I find a lot of things that I'm deficient in because I just haven't been around that. But you work through those things, you uh, you do your homework, you study, and you, you do the best you can. And, and being a leader is a leader. You know, uh, you're always going to figure those things out. Good leaders are hired because every, nobody's ready to do every part of every job. But right. you hire a person on their leadership skills, knowing that they'll figure that out. So, so you know, it's been it's been good. It's been challenging. I'm, I'm sure I'm deficient in a lot of areas, but it's right. it's, it's been good. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about those uh, roles that exist maybe beyond the beyond the school building itself and uh, some of those positions. What are some of those that uh, that we can discuss? Well, I think it depends on, uh, you know, a lot of different structures now. Central office, I guess, what we're talking about, moving to uh, the central office and a lot of different breakdowns there. You know, you have different departments and, uh, and what interests you. Uh, you know, a lot of times uh, I think a lot of principals are – kind of set up to move into a student services type role. I mean, you know, that's what they've been doing their whole career. But it doesn't mean you have to. You know, there's transportation, uh, you know, HR, finance. There's a lot of different avenues that uh, that someone can take, all the way up from a director or associate superintendent or, or you know, some day right. superintendents. So. And, and, again, like you say, it's important to make sure you understand the structure of your particular district or wherever you're – you're thinking about going because it it runs the gamut you know yes. the only the only position that school districts are required to have are is a superintendent and a director of pupil personnel right. you know in in, uh, in most states that's called director of pupil personnel or student services but it's someone who is basically charged with enforcing compulsory attendance laws among right. other things but uh, and that's another thing, you know, when you get to the central office, um, it doesn't mean that you necessarily have had to have been the principal. Some right. people become the oh. director of transportation or some people might have a special ed background and become the director of special education or a strong in technology and become right. a director of technology. Any of those uh, are, are possible. But uh, um, the other thing is to make sure that you understand that not all um, positions at districts are the same. In other words, a director of student services in Hardin County or a large district would be totally different than a director of student services in a small district. And can you speak to that a little bit? Well, that's exactly right. You know, you wear a lot more hats when there's less people because uh, most of these states require the exact same uh, reporting and, uh, you know, all the duties. But uh, I've noticed just in talking to some of the mentors, mentorees that I've talked to, you know, that we're in a position, they have a lot more hats than what I had. We were in a large district and their, their title is kind of the same, but they've picked up a whole lot of uh, other areas. So, you know, the smaller the district, obviously the more, uh, I think, hats you wear. But at the same time, the smaller district, some of that becomes the smaller numbers makes that manageable. Right. You know, whereas you can't do that in a big district. It's just too much to do. So so you kind of look at your district, the size of your district. And uh, and, and, other, and like we said from the start, do your homework. You know, right. start out. Even when you're one or two years in, it does not hurt to know the flow chart of your central office, what duties and what are, are out there for everybody, what everybody's doing and what they have responsible uh, within their department. I think it's, you know, you can figure that out. You can ask questions. Go right. meet with somebody. And in, and a case in point is, you know, as you mentioned you and I were both in the same large district and served as a director of student services. Uh, and that's all we did was the director of student services. Right. And believe me, that was plenty and it kept us busy. Uh, side note there, one of my all time favorite positions I ever had because I was able to deal solely with just students and families that were struggling and right. helping them overcome. But, but we did that. And then the very next year I became, uh, moved to a smaller district and, I had the director of sewer services. I was director of safety. I was director of buildings and grounds. I right. was director of transportation. So uh, it was a bit more, uh, but like say in a smaller district was a little bit more manageable, but still 
those are areas you got to cover and areas right. of responsibility. Yeah, don't be fooled. If you've got one bus or a hundred buses, you've got a bus. So good luck. Right. you know, just it's just a lot of things going on. A lot of, a lot of uh, things can happen in these jobs, and they. You know, you can get gray hair moving up out of the classroom. I'm just going to tell you. Absolutely. And there's, uh, you know, with with each level you move up, so to speak, whether you become a director at the central office or maybe even assistant superintendent, uh, uh, the responsibility becomes greater. And, right. uh, you know, up until when you become uh, superintendent. And, you know, I've heard you say it many a times that uh, you get in those positions and now you're in a position where you're, you're making decisions instead of suggestions. That's right. And, uh uh, especially as superintendent, I can tell you that, you know, that's probably one of the most rewarding jobs I've had, but it was also the one that uh, I felt the most weight for oh, every decision I made, yeah. you know, whether it was um, because the buck stopped there. Exactly. So, um, you know, if you aspire to that level, then, you know, I say go for it and you'll, you'll definitely love it, but uh, be prepared. And I say be prepared, but I don't think there's anything that compare you to you. Know, we had a friend that retired in the district you were superintendent at, and he's his last day. He was nervous all the way up and had pressure on him. Right up until he said the last bus pulled back in the garage. That guy, he told me, he said he called me once that bus was in. I was good to go. I, I was relieved, you know. So <laughs> you could exactly tell that, right. that you know he he just had that pressure on him, and he yeah. was he cared about the kids and he cared about the district and he was worried about it. And he did it to the very end, and that's the way you're supposed to do it. But uh, you know these these jobs are. There's a lot of different jobs, you know, and it just depends on when you look at your central office structure, you can look at your uh, salary schedule for uh, any district. That's one way to look it up or however the district lays it out. But it, it will have every job listed there, uh, you know, the days that they work per year and the increments there. So, you know, it's easy to find. Uh, you just have to get in there and look. You may not know what this person does or that person does, but here's where I'm going with this. As you take college classes and earn more degrees and certifications they're going to ask you to do some study and looking into this and that is a great time to be on top of this and ask those questions you know when you're taking a when you're taking a class and you're going in to look you can say you know what what duties do you have what's this job entail uh you know that's a great time to do that exploration of that because you're going to have to do it for the class anyway and they, they want you to do that and that's a great time to figure out who's doing what in your district right and you made a made a good point there is uh uh, you know, the extended days. Uh, just keep in mind that typically these these positions do come with additional pay, right. uh, but a lot of that additional pay is because you have additional days to exactly. work. You know, some, exactly. some are even year-round. So uh, just make sure you, you keep that in mind as you pursue, pursue uh, positions. You know, are you willing to work year-round, you know, right. those sorts of things. Right, and, and there's a... An array, and I'm sure most districts are like this. You can go from a, most teachers are 185 to 187, 188 probably, and then all the way up to 240 to 265, depending on some right. the way they some of them do it. So, you know, you do need to look at that and decide what you want to work and uh, how much you're making and uh, what fits your schedule. You know, and I know some people want to go ahead and at all costs get this title. Uh, don't get caught up in titles. You know, you do just work. Uh, do your best you can, and then what comes your way will come your way. It's going to come one way or the other. But uh, I know a lot of people think about that. I want this. I want that. You know, you just kind of have to let it flow. It, it'll come to you one way or the other. I think. Yeah. So, so wrapping up, uh, you know, as we said uh, from the very beginning, uh, we know if many of you out there are new or aspiring teachers, and uh, but just don't forget to look look beyond. And it may be 
as we said, that uh, you never leave the classroom, and those are some of our greatest teachers that we have is those who have made lifelong career uh, as a teacher, and uh, it's much needed, too. The more years in, the more experience you have, and, uh, you know, those uh, that are in the classroom can also find leadership opportunities. It doesn't have to be a, you know, you don't have to be an administrator to be a leader in the building. You know, and I highly suggest if you're going to go after these uh, certifications above your uh, teaching certification to get started early. I, you know, I think spring of your first year, it won't hurt you to take a class and get started. Once you get started, you know, you can kind of just keep it rolling until you get whatever you want and do your exploration and look into all this that we talked about and, and just get out in front of things. You know, don't let things happen to you. You, you do your homework and you can kind of control these things as they come your way. That's right. So, so uh, you know, do your homework, and uh, good luck to you. And don't be afraid to leave the classroom, but don't be afraid to stay there. It's up to you. So, Absolutely. A lot of opportunity for you, so we wish you the best of luck. Thanks for listening. This has been the Educash Podcast, a Heartland Communications production. Please consider rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast, available now wherever you find your favorite podcast. Your input helps others discover this career education-geared podcast. If you have a question for John and Chris, feel free to email it to educashpod at gmail.com and the guys will answer it in an upcoming episode. We'll see you next time on the Educash Podcast.